in a world where all the movies are about superheroes. Two friends team up to talk about movies from a simpler time, a time before iPhones. They'll search for deeper meaning, mock things they don't like, and of course, there will be spoilers. Please join Terrence McHenry and Hollis Lazzarini as they get real nostalgic. Okay, ready? Yes. Sweet. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey. Welcome. Yes, good to be back, as always. Yes, yes. Let's get it going. This week is my pick. Yeah, and it was a great pick. <sighs> this is you. my second favorite Tarantino movie. Okay. Yeah. Pulp Fiction, 1994. Yes. Written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Nice. One of my favorites also. It's so Okay, so now what is your favorite Tarantino film? The Hateful Eight. Really? Yes. I'm surprised. Was it the cast? Like, what was it that stuck out to you? It was just the whole story. I always okay. loved the, I always loved the cowboy movies, yeah. and so the whole premise of that. And even though you know it's kind of it would suck to be a, a black cowboy back in those days, um, you know Sam Jackson just he killed that role, and I think yeah. everybody in that movie just did a really good job. It's, yeah. It, it's my favorite. Oh, good. And I've, I, I, I like so many of them. Like, oh, I like yeah. all I of mean, them. They're, it's, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So the budget. Okay. Eight million. All right. That's, I mean, at that time of year. It's, it, it's pretty low budget. Yeah. And five million of that mm-hmm. went to pay the actors. Wow. So now we're working with three. Okay. These numbers are silly. Okay. Are you ready for this? U.S. gross, 107 million. Wow. Cumulative worldwide, two hundred and thirteen million. Wow, dude. And then now, I'm sure people buy it like crazy. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it's still making money, like to this day. I don't. I think this is one of those movies that crosses generations. Still, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like millennials, Generation X's, uh, baby boomers, whoever was before ba- Generation X's, like. It's one of those ones that everybody loves this movie. Everybody, everybody's seen it pretty much. And it's, it's very graphic. Oh, and yeah. It's, it, it's hard at points. And so it is, it, the fact that it's still beloved with all of those elements, mm-hmm. it says a lot about this movie. <laughs> so I'm just going to give you a, a few little things that I found to be pretty interesting. Okay. The F word is used 265 times. Nice. Originally... This was supposed to be Jules and Vic Vega, Vic Vega from Reservoir Dogs. Okay. Well, he couldn't do it. He went to do the Wyatt Earp film. Okay. And so he changed the name to Vincent. Okay. And then there was this whole thing where he was going to do a spinoff of the Vega Brothers with Vic and Vincent. Okay. That would be a prequel to Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, but they never did it. Wow. The white Honda. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So the... The white 1980 Honda Civic <laughs> that Butch is driving is the same car that Pam Greer is driving in uh, Jackie Brown. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. I had to crash that car, baby. Let's <laughs> 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 uh, see. Okay. Um, Vincent Vega is the only character who appears in every single story. Okay, you're right. Yes. This was weird. Marcellus and Mia, mm-hmm. they never speak to each other on screen. They don't. Like, and what's weird is at one that scene where it's him and her by the pool. Yeah. 
it, I, at first I'm like, is Doesn't that her? Doesn't look like her, right? Yeah. Is it her? Like, I wasn't sure. I was like, is he fucking around with somebody else? Like, right? is that his like side piece? I wasn't <laughs> sure. Yeah. And then the last thing that seems crazy nowadays mm-hmm. is that this was one of the first movies to use the internet for advertising. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 94. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting fact. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're Alice. so welcome. That, I have more, wow. but we'll just sprinkle them through. I'm, I'm so excited. You should be. <laughs> so I I can't say enough good about this movie. There's really only a couple moments that I'm like, meh, about everything else. Okay. I'm, I'm all about it. Okay. We meet Honey Bunny and Pumpkin. Yep. And I I love their conversation. I love this context, the, like kind of him taking her down this train of thought of like this is what we've done before when we're yeah. doing robberies but let's look out look like let's kind of step outside the box what how else could we approach this mm-hmm. and he's already clearly has a plan and he's just kind of pulling her along he's coaxing her into it like without her really kind of knowing throws know. in the compliment yeah you know like when that you, was brilliant yeah when you, when like, you decided to collect the wallets and yeah. it's perfectly he's, he's like, we made more money from the wallets than we did the, the register. I believe that. Yeah, no doubt. And he has excellent points. Yeah. Things that I hadn't really thought about because I don't live a life of crime and no. robbery. No. But all of the places that typically get robbed, there's someone with a gun who could kill you. I would be that person. Like, <laughs> you're going to come in and rob me and put a gun in my face. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take slugs. I'm going to shoot slugs at you and probably try to put you down maybe not try to kill you but like get it to where i can put you down and get the cops there and you know make sure that you get paid for for that crime yeah this this idea this concept of of robbing restaurants Mm -hmm. does seem like a lower risk situation Mm -hmm. and i would be pissed oh yeah dude (laughs) if i was sitting there having breakfast that morning oh hell yeah and i would like i mean i'm not gonna try to get myself killed or anything but I'm going to be indignant while I'm giving up my shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm immediately thinking, because now you get all this time to think about it as they're making their way around you. It's like, I've got to cancel these credit cards. Yeah. Like, I just have to this like there's so I much to... stuff. Like, yeah. It's the morning. I had a plan today, uh-huh. so I probably do have a little bit of cash in my wallet, uh-huh. you know? I got to go to the DMV. That sucks. Like, yeah. And, and then so on top of that, really... they, they know where you live. Yeah, like, ugh, it's just not a good feel. And they're cool. Crazy pants, these two. Yeah, no doubt. She's scary. She really is. Like, even when she's being nice, she's Mm -mm. like kind of scary. Like, the girl comes up to fill her coffee and she's like, Would you like more coffee? She's just like, Yes. And she's just kind of staring at the girl like she loves her. Like, I'm just like, Oh my, like, this, this lady is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't get to see what happens. We just immediately roll into like that music hits in. Yeah. But we smile every time. Like Dick Dale. Hey. Yes. And we transition right into our our car ride with Jules and Vincent. Yep. We both love we both love Jules. We do. He I've played that character, but I wanted to go back real quick. Yeah. That restaurant. Oh, yes. That they robbed. I worked at that restaurant. I didn't work at it when they filmed it. They filmed it before. It was some restaurant before that went out of business. And so they used it because it was open. 
at that time. And then right after they'd done it, somebody bought it and called it the Hawthorne Grill. It was on Hawthorne Boulevard. Right. And they tried, I think, to, to cash in on that, that the movie was filmed there and that John Travolta and Samuel Jackson sat in these seats and the other two characters sat in these seats. But people would want to come in and take pictures in those booths and then not really eat there a lot. And yeah, it didn't last very long. But I, I thought that was why. a cool connection. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so when we meet them, Vincent's just gotten back from Amsterdam. Yep. He's telling Jules all about it. Yep. And, and they have their own com- camaraderie, like almost mm-hmm. like you would see with two detectives or police yes. officers on the force. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. I kind of get lost in that thought. Like I think sometimes I'm like, oh, they're like cops. And I'm like, no, they're no, not no, cops no, at no. all. That's funny that you said that. And as soon as they get out of the car, the whole conversation has completely shifted oh, yeah. to to this woman named Mia Wallace. Mm-hmm. And it, it at this point that one of the things I found really amazing in the dialogue is that I'm really captivated by the story. I'm watching a story and they're telling a story in the story. Yeah. But it, it's completely captivating to me because I now I want to know more about who is this Mia person? Why is yeah. he asking about her? You know, yeah, just yeah. a minute. It's it's really compelling. And all they're doing is standing in front of an elevator in a hallway. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then the Tony Rocky Horror story comes up, which is hilarious. How they <laughs> in the foot massage, like I love that back and forth. It's amazing. It really is because and, it it's both the way that the argument solidifies and the mm-hmm. when what the end result you come to. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, it's it, so true. I love that because they both have the valid argument, and the best moment for me is when when Jules is like, "I've given hundreds of foot massages." Yes. Yeah. I am the foot massage master. Yes. He's like, I don't tickle or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then Vincent looks at him and he's like, would you give a man a foot massage? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. He's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and the thing that's so great about it is it's not, it's not in any combative way. There's no combative tone. Mm-hmm. No. And yet they're like sparring. Yeah. And in and they even take that aside, like, let's discuss this further. Yeah. And when he, when Vincent reestablishes his point about, like, how essentially it's just the principle of it. Yes. And that if you shouldn't touch another man's wife, mm-hmm. and it's his own fault for not knowing that and mm-hmm. knowing better. And I'm like, yeah. you're right. <laughs> I'd be honest, if I walked in and some dude was giving my girlfriend or my wife a foot massage in my house. I don't, I don't know how I'd take that. I, it's so I don't think I would like, I would hope that just my presence would end it. I would hope that at that point I wouldn't have to say anything, but I would like keep it moving into the bedroom and hope that she would come in like quickly and be like, you know, hi, sorry. You know, this is a paid for masseuse or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but I'd be like, uh, <clears throat> mm, uh, okay, I'm gonna keep it moving. <laughs> because I think I think I'm not I, I don't totally agree that it's in the same ballpark, like no, in the it's way not. that they were talking about it. But the point of it's 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 physical tactile con- contact. For sure. That if it was like with an acquaintance or a friend and like mm-hmm. you're saying not a professional. Yeah. Yeah, it's kinda like what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Especially somebody that I know, especially that. <laughs> there was like Whoa. That would be weird. Yeah. 
But yeah, that's just a funny back and forth. I, I love that. I think that so much of their dialogue is like that too. And it's, it's great the whole time. No doubt. So we get the scene of them going into Brett's apartment. Yep. One of the things I liked about the way the scene plays is that even, I think everyone understands in the room mm-hmm. what's about to happen. Oh, yeah. And yet, as any person would do, you're still going to try and plead your case. Of course. you. It's like trying to survive. It's a survival instinct. You know what I mean? I think it's it's ingrained in you from day one. Even though I know what possibly the end result is going to be, I'm going to do everything and say everything I can do to talk my way out of it. The, and, <laughs> yeah. The other thing I thought was really interesting about the way it plays is that Jules could have just shot him. But instead of walking in and shooting him, he's like, I'm going to dominate you first. Yeah. In other ways. Yep. I'm going to take your food. I'm going to eat gonna it. take your beverage. I'm going to drink every last drop of the it. The look on his face I love. <laughs> he's, he's just taking Right the, in the eyes. Can I have a sip of your tasty beverage? Yes, and he to, finishes. To, to cleanse this palate. <laughs> and he, he eats almost the whole hamburger. Like he does throw down like a small piece of it that's left. But he eats almost the whole hamburger and finishes his Sprite. Like I love it. And so here is a really great, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Great example of a MacGuffin is the briefcase. Yes. And a MacGuffin is a, is a plot device that basically the characters are motivated by, mm-hmm. but the narrative never really explains what why. it actually, and what it actually is. So it's important, but you, it's always kind of a mystery. Mm-hmm. We see this briefcase. Yes. Jules has him, Vincent, check the briefcase, and the combination in is six six six. Strange. Yeah, <laughs> it's glowy in there. <laughs> yeah. So my first, my first thought, I think the very first time that I saw it was that it was gold. Bullion. Like, yeah, like big gold bricks. Just, I don't know. I, I that was just my first thought, and then I've heard all the 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 like cult rumors where they say it's his soul and that the band-aid on his back is to like cover up I guess the hole where his soul goes in. I I've heard all those things. I don't yeah. I don't know. Do you have a you want to put your flag in one of those theories? I don't know. What is it to you? If it could be cuz that's what Quentin Tarantino wants you to he wants it to be what you want it to be. So what do you want it to be? Well, I would you would think that because these kids had it that it would be drugs. Okay. Like why else would they have his product he and 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 Jules says you know you were business partners you were doing something with Marcellus Wallace I I always kind of thought it was like drugs I don't know why they would have had gold from him or why they would have his soul yeah I don't I still don't know and I I think after watching it this time around Mm-hmm. I don't really care what it is. No, it doesn't really matter. And yeah, it really doesn't. And just some of the backstory happenstance mm-hmm. kind of around this in particular prop. What was in there was a light bulb mm-hmm. and a battery. Okay. The illumination though on people's faces, I think yeah. it was like a bonus. Like oh, it yeah. was like it wasn't necessarily planned. It just kind of happened that way. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> it creates this really great dramatic effect. It really does. And the band-aid. Mm-hmm. Um, Quentin Tarantino said that 
then Rhymes cut himself sh- shaving. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he had a Band-Aid, that it was simply that. But then mm. it added to this whole other... Like, yeah, thought, yeah. And it cr- created kind of a life of its own. And, and that's what's fun about great movies is yeah, no doubt. that can happen a lot. Because mm-hmm. people are so fascinated, myself included, yep. to, to look at all of that. Yeah, yeah. My favorite exchange in this scene is when Jules really presses Brett and he flips the table over yeah, and he is ramping up mm-hmm. and he's questioning him and he's like, do you know what Marcellus looks like? He's like, what? <laughs> and this, the back and forth and when he says, say what again, motherfucker, and I'm yeah. going to blow your head off. <laughs> <laughs> and you truly believe that he means it. Like... And so he answers a couple of questions yeah. and then he hits him with the, does he look like a bitch? <laughs> and he's like, what? what? And he shoots him right in the arm. Like just, oh. And I'm just like, I, oh. I laugh every time. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. And I mean, so, it's awful. Yeah. That's what's so weird to me about this movie. Cause I'm not, I don't, you know. I, yeah. But like, <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Say what again? Yes. Oh my goodness. That is, it's like it's again. You're like watching it, and I've seen this movie so many times, but it still kind of makes you feel uncomfortable. It's sort of like that Goodfellas scene, this uh-huh. scene, like those ones that you're you get so drawn into it when it starts happening because like you say it's like a build up a momentum to where he gets to that point you he comes in and he's friendly and he's like oh i'm sorry did we interrupt you during breakfast you know like so kind and now he's kind of made this transition slowly like you said up to this point where he's enraged yeah. he's 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 proving a point and he wants answers because they really haven't gotten those answers quite yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so the yeah, once he shoots him, I'm just like, oh, like you should have known he meant business. Like, <laughs> come on, dude. Like, I would have said in my mind, okay, I don't know what what means anymore. I'm never gonna say this word ever again, even after this, if I survive. <laughs> Poor Brett, but he had a big brain. The yeah, big had, brain on a, Brett. Brain on <laughs> and then he, yeah, he. Did, it's the first time we hear the Ezekiel. Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. I have that whole thing yeah. memorized. I love so, that. Yeah, that part. and and I love the delivery of it. Oh, yeah. Samuel Jackson. He, I I love watching him. I think I, I don't. I can't think of many movies I don't like with him in it. Yeah, that part gets said three times mm-hmm. during the film. The third time he says it's it's more calm. It's more mm-hmm. him just kind of like having a conversation. And they're um, but different. Yeah. Each one's a little bit different. Yep. But yeah, I love that about this movie. So from there, we get to meet Butch. Yep. He's sitting there having a conversation with Marcellus Wallace. And it's not even a conversation. It's, he's yeah, being it's, talked he's to. Being... <laughs> and it reminds me so much of the scene and the look on his face when you have the when he's a little boy in the flashback he's just sitting there yeah just kind of deer in the Mm -hmm. headlights yeah what marcellus is saying to him it stings just listening to it yeah because there is so much truth in it Mm -hmm. and i i don't think i've ever 
Marcellus's character hit me different this time. Okay. And this was the first moment because when he was talking about wine, he said everyone wants to say that they age like wine. He's like and in the terms mean, of vinegar. Then yes. Yes. He's like, but if you mean as in getting better with age, no. then no. And he speaks from a place of knowledge. For sure. I don't think that Marcellus is saying I aged well with, you know, like I'm I'm the top notch and you're shit. I don't think he's saying that. I think no. he's telling him a truth that he believes for himself as well. I believe that truly, like, because you have to think about him in the sense of who he is. Like, he's a boss of, I don't know if it would be considered like a syndicate, but he's got dudes that are going to go out and kill you. Right. He's got people that are obviously selling something for him. You know what I mean? Like, he's got this whole he's the boss you know what i mean and there had to be a build up to become that person he's obviously somebody that's got a reputation to become who he who he is at this point you know well, what I mean? the mere fact that another grown-ass man is sitting there in silence and has no retort to the things that he's saying mm -hmm. tells me everything i need to know about marcellus oh, yeah. before it's confirmed by another person oh, yeah. you don't interrupt him no nope. you do not question what he says nope. the fact that you're sitting there right now means that you already signed up because when he looked at him he's like so and i'm not going to say it but like what he says yes. and it's like <laughs> and i love bruce's <laughs> or butch's response he's like yeah it appears so <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, and yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just the the vibe I'm in right now. Is I like characters that are no bullshit. I like mm -hmm. characters that are complete. Like this is who I am and what I do mm -hmm. and what it is. Did you see the money? Did you see what it was again? Like how much you handed him? Mm -hmm. mm -mm. It was three stacks of high society. Get out of here. Yeah, three hundred dollar bill stacks in bands. So thirty thousand dollars he was giving him to to for his ass to go down in the fifth. Wow. I like the interaction between Vincent and Butch. Yeah. It's really quick. He's just staring him down like Vincent Vega is. For it's It seems for no apparent reason. He obviously knows who he is, yeah. but he's staring him down for what what is no apparent reason. And so Butch's response, I think he's a fighter. So, you know, like he's not going to just stand there and let somebody stare at him and not say anything. And so he's, he's like, do we have a problem my friend? And he's like, we're not friends, beluga. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it, I think part of it was that Vincent was just like all crabby because he, he seemingly has to like defend himself about this whole Mia thing. Mm -hmm. Everyone keeps asking you about it. And then it, it just becomes this, like he's the butt of the joke. Yeah. And, He's all, you know, a little bit butthurt after his last interaction with Paul around and, that whole thing. Yeah, Paul and, and, and Jules are just dying about it, just laughing. And from there, we go into the date with Vincent and mm -hmm. Marcellus Wallace's wife. wife. Mia Wallace. Vincent goes to see Lance, yes, his local and, drug dealer. Yes, and it's the two girls talking together. At first, right? Yeah. That's how it starts because she's talking about the first thing she says was like, it's like your whole body's the tip of a penis. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like, 
talking about her all of her piercings and so then the one girl is asking she's like so they use like that gun that they use to pierce your needle she's like that gun is what it's all against man like it's like almost like a hippie like like yeah. you're wrong man like she's like all oh, my piercings are done by needles and she just goes through all the piercings that she has and and then Vincent jumps in and she's like, as she's explaining, he's like, why do you have the piercing, you know, on your tongue? And she's really matter of fact yeah. about it. You know, she's like, it's a sex thing, you know, for oral sex. It makes oral sex better. Yeah. Yeah. Like just very matter of fact. Like, and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And so then he goes in to make his deal. And I love Lance. Yeah. A, Eric Stoltz, I don't see him in enough things. I don't feel like I don't feel like we get enough Eric Stoltz. He was Mask, wasn't he? Was that him? Do you know what movie I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. Yeah, that movie's the, so sad. Yeah. <laughs> that movie I makes me cry. I thought that was him. I don't know. <laughs> I'm um, sorry to make so you sad at moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Lance so much. I love his, his you know, he's always in a bathrobe. Mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that he uses the N-word. No. Actually, I felt like there was a very liberal use of that from the white men in this yeah, movie. Very, and I very. was like, what's going on yeah, here? Yeah. Well, Tarantino, I think, has always kind of used yeah, the word. Cute, yeah, that's cute. But what, what I actually attribute some of it to was also in the 90s, there was a huge amount of use yes. amongst younger people. For sure, because of to, music yep. of that time. Like NWA it became was huge very at that like point. Yeah. loose yeah. there for a minute. And um and it was kind of surprising to me every time it happened in this, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Kind of forgot a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I didn't like that either. Yeah. And his, so he's basically making this comparison, you know, cause here we go again. It's like, Oh, I just got from Amsterdam yeah. and I've had the best of the best because Amsterdam is like the standard of the world. Yeah. So He's explaining like, listen, you know, yeah. I have the best of the best. Yes. And I I like his little breakdown of his mm. different types of heroin. And I did <laughs> learn something. That line is funny. I like his breakdown of the different types of heroin. Because I don't know. <laughs> and the thing that's funny to me about it is it's like you have three bags of powder that look slightly different in color. Mm-hmm. And to have someone actually break that down and, and like. Yeah. Like he's like almost a scientist. How are you going to know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, with certain things, you can pick them up, look at it, smell it. You yeah. can get an idea. Yeah. Not so much here. Nope. And so the whole thing with the baggie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't have balloons. Yeah. Do you mind using me using a baggie? Okay. Obviously sets up the events that unfold. Mm-hmm. The thing I didn't know was why they use balloons. To maybe make the show the difference between. It's that. Okay. And. If you were caught with it, it's easier to swallow and retrieve later. Hmm. Okay. And I was like, well, because. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I would want to swallow. But we're not. We don't. Like that. Yeah. But we yeah. not. We not doing the heroin. No. I think it's. <laughs> it's it's a, like one of those things. Like. Like um, my thought is that it's gonna go into my stomach and my stomach's gonna eat away at the balloon mm-hmm. and then heroin in my stomach, like. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad I'm not a heroin user. I'm so glad I'm not either. And the way that they show the shooting up, it's really, it's a quick little It's a know, little sequence. graphic, too. But, yeah, it is a quick little sequence. Because you can see when he, like, you don't, I always hate when movies show, like, the insertion of the needle. Like, they, so they don't really show that. But they do show, like, they do, like, a, I guess, like, kind of like a pullback where blood comes into, like, the, the 
chamber of the, the syringe yeah. the syringe and then they i guess plunge it i don't know why they do that but they showed that part so it is a little graphic not overly graphic which i appreciated because like i said i always hate when they show it and you see the person actually putting the needle in and mm-hmm. it's like Ugh, it just gives me the the willies yeah well there's like this romanticizing it a little bit mm-hmm. like the way that the music came in yeah and there's something that's like ooh yeah about it and then when you see him in the car and he's like really glazed over and the music's still playing and, yeah and the it's it works really great because we know they're not driving mm-hmm. in these scenes yeah for sure but it made me feel like even though it's the same exact one you see later it's still it's like it's part of the dreaminess like mm-hmm. i don't know if you used a filter on the lens or something but it was like kind of hypnotic yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden you snap right out of it yep and he shows up on mia's door doorstep yep and he's like still but he's he's snapped out of it but he's still high as a kite like you could see it in his eyes the yeah the way and the way he kind of is walking up he's kind of got this like i think even like a slight stumble to his walk you know what i mean um i don't know if he's ever se- i don't think he's ever seen her before this point no, because yeah, because he's he's that's why like I think everybody's kind of giving him shit because they they know that she's a good looking woman and so yeah so I don't know what he he expects you and know it, what I mean yeah there's a few characters that we don't meet face on just from jump mm-hmm. she's one the wolf yeah. is one Marcellus yep. is another yep so you see her her lips mm-hmm. the bright red lipstick and Talking you know speaking to the, the microphone. microphone yeah. It's interesting because if you look at the characters they do that with, they're all kind of shrouded in mystery the entire film. You never really know mm-hmm. about Marcellus, Mia, or the wolf. Yeah. I like their kind of interaction mm-hmm. because I don't think she's doing that for any other reason than to just play cat and mouse and like scope him out. Yeah, yeah. She's watching him the whole time. Like even after they've had their kind of interaction over the microphone and he's making his drink, if you watch her, She's got the like joystick and she's like watching him the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's funny. And then, you know, I was like, whatever, whatever, let's get in the car and go. Well, I like too how they, they kind of show emphasis on her feet because uh-huh. of the whole Tony Rocky horror. So she finally comes down. Oh, I didn't even look at it like that. No. So she huh. finally comes down. And the whole time they're filming her feet. And then when she walks into the area, she's barefoot and she's standing on one foot and she like props her back foot like that. And the camera's solely on her feet. Mm. And so then she's like, let's get out of here. Let's go. And they go. Huh. I did not notice the like emphasis on the feet. Yep. Hmm. So yes, then they go to Jackrabbit Slims. Yes. I don't, I don't. I grew up in that area that they that they filmed this movie in. I don't ever remember there being a place called Jackrabbit Slim. There so. isn't. Okay. I mean, there are places that are themed like that. Mm-hmm. But interestingly, uh, the set for Jackrabbit Slims, uh-huh. it took the biggest chunk of the budget. It to co- build that. Yeah, yeah it bet. cost um, 150000 Wow. I want to go there. Yeah, that'd be a cool place to go to. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just think it's fun. Mm-hmm. I it took me today, uh, all these years to hear what the little person is saying when he walks away. He's hollering, yeah, and he says, 
call for Philip Morris, which is the cigarette company, right? Philip oh, Morris. Yeah. So, you know, in this movie, everybody's smoking everywhere. Like in right. a restaurant, they're smoking. Like, yeah. And so that's what he says. Call for Philip Morris. Wow. Yeah. That reminds me. In the opening scene at the diner, mm-hmm. there is a moment where you can hear Jules and Vincent talking. Oh, while while um, yeah, while Honey Bunny really? and Pumpkin are talking, it's I, really I never quick. noticed it. Now I gotta listen. You can only it's like, I I mean I guess if I went over it and over it, I might be able to pick up on what part and what mm-hmm. he actually said. But it's you just recognize um, Sam Jackson's voice. Nice. So yeah, sorry. Back to Jackrabbit Slims, <laughs> and I think the thing I like about Mia and Vincent's conversation. And most, actually, a lot of the dialogue here is it makes you think about things that are applicable to your life that you don't always speak to. Mm-hmm. And when they're talking about the uncomfortable silences. Yes. It's so true. It really is. Because we make them uncomfortable mm-hmm. by putting that on it. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. But I, it's it's and on the other side of it, it is so true when you do find somebody that you can just kind of sit there in silence with and it's not a big deal about it like oh yeah that's just a good feeling like for sure it's not like you have to talk every moment of every second that you're with somebody that you like to be around you know what i mean like so to have that kind of comfort with somebody is very it's a very good feeling and i feel like they're they're fighting this attraction to each other in a way there really is you can see it from her right away and then you can see it from him like pretty quickly too but he's torn by it she doesn't really care she's just doing her thing but he also has this whole tony rocky horror story in his back in the back of his mind so i think because he has this kind of attraction to her and this connection like her chemistry that that's really prevalent in his mind. So it's like it's like a struggle inside of his mind and you, you see it at different points during their their interactions. Yeah, and I think you're right. I don't think that she she has a really simple agenda. Mm-hmm. And whatever amuses her in the moment is what she's doing. Yep. And watching him squirm was yeah. kind of amusing for her. For sure it is. Steve Buscemi is Buddy Holly Holly comes up. He's their waiter. He takes their drink order where she orders the $5 shake and he orders a vanilla Coke and they order their food and stuff like that. And so and then they have that back and they have the back and forth Then the uncomfortable silence. And and that's when she says, I'm going to go to the bathroom. But while I'm in the bathroom powdering my nose, you think of something to say. And that's when she goes into the bathroom and she's doing cocaine off the counter and there's like five girls around her. (laughs) Some are like brushing their hair. Some are doing their makeup. Some are just doing whatever. And she comes up and she's just snorted lines and she's like, I say, God damn. I love that line. I love that. And she's swiping away her nose and then one girl's like, do you like my hair color? I hear that in the background and... But nobody seems to care that she's doing cocaine off the counter. Like, I think it's um, it's that thing, you know, that, that people got so acclimated to seeing people do drugs mm-hmm. in bathrooms in the 80s that mm-hmm. it's like by the 90s. Yeah. It's just another thing that's happening in the in the room. Yeah, yeah. 
Like I've never done that in my life, but me either. Um, yeah, like <laughs> it just wasn't my thing. And I, like I said, I if I walked into a bathroom and saw somebody doing that, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> really off the counter, dude? Like, you know how many people walk in this bathroom? What they? Wow. So yeah, she she gets back from the bathroom, and her food is there. Which I agree. Yeah, she is right. Yeah, it's Who great when you go back that? and yeah. Because it seems like when you're waiting there, it's like the watched pot never boils. Oh, you totally, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, and I, it, I go to a restaurant sometimes and I'm just hungry and I just want my food. And I think the hungrier I am, the longer it seems to take. So, yeah, you're yeah. right. When you go away and you come back and your food there, it's just a really good feel. Yeah. And he he did come up with something to talk to her about, he did. didn't he? He, he did. sure did. He <laughs> and I love the the beginning back and forth. He's like, yeah, I did think of something. He's like, however, you know, I, I think that you're a very nice person and, you know, I don't want to offend you. So, you know, I don't know. And, she's and again, like, her retort yeah, is so true. Really good. She's like, well, you know, I can't do that because, you know, if what you say I do feel offended by, then I've broken my promise and not going to do that. And then he's like, then I'm not going to tell you. And then she's like, yeah, no, now you're not going to do that. Like you're going to tell me. And if I get offended, I just get offended. And then I don't, then the, I think the, the line she says is, isn't it better than if you don't ask permission? And it's just very flirtatious the way she says it. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Like, it's just crazy. I think they're, they're complete interaction together. And then, and details. I think I think she's doing that because she knows that like nobody is gonna do like it's not gonna go anywhere. No, no, it's not. There's no way. And if they do, they're crazy. They're dead. Yeah, that's they're it. Dead. There's yeah. just there's no two ways about it. Mm -hmm. So she can again, cat and mouse. Like yeah, yeah. Hmm, five times <laughs> for me. So then he breaks down the whole Tony Rocky horror story for her. Yeah, and she's like totally right when yeah. she looks at him and she goes, "You really." Seriously, you like think you that he that? threw him, Tony out of the window for giving me a fucking foot massage? Yeah, and she's like, the only time Tony Rocky Har ever touched me is when he shook my hand at my wedding. And the look on when when she confronts him with his own this this thing that's been built up right yeah. between all these other people have been talking about it, uh -huh. and just levels it like just cuts it right off and like. Really? You believe, you actually believe that? That's yeah, yeah. so silly. Mm -hmm. And the look on his face is like he's almost about to defend it. And, he's like, and then oh. he's like, oh. Actually, <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it only serves to to bolster any mythology and around Marcellus. Mm -hmm. To believe that is to fall into and play into Marcellus's hand in this way. Yeah. Spread that rumor, please. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it just makes me seem like more of a tough guy. Yeah. So good. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And then the dance scene. And it's one of my favorites. Yeah. And I like how she's like, yeah, that's, he goes, do we get a, a, a first volunteer? And she's like, yeah, that's us right here. She never even said like, hey, do you want to do this? Like, if it was me and you there, I'd be like, hey, let's do this. Do you want to do it first? I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't even give him that option. She's just like, yeah, we're going to do this. And she's like, I want that trophy, so dance good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. You, you, at least you know where you stand with Mia. You know what the expectation is. Mm -hmm. And so this is this uh, another little fact here. The dance scene with Mia and Vincent mm -hmm. was copied 
movement by movement from the dance performed in Fellini's Eight and a Half. Fellini's Eight and a Half. I'm not sure what that is. It's um, it's, uh, Fellini was an Italian filmmaker, and Eight and a Half is the name of one of his most famous films, okay. and it's been studied by art and film students for for years. And so, okay. contrary to what some people believe, the scene was already written in the script before John Travolta was ever cast. Really? And so the fact okay. that that it like Quentin Tarantino said that was just a bonus. The scene was already going to happen. Yeah. Bonus is that John he Travolta. Can do it. Yeah, no doubt. And she was nervous about dancing with John Travolta because really? he... He had kind of a background with it. Yeah. For sure. And he said, I guess he looked at her and he said, like, just go out there and twist, girl. <laughs> and they win. Yes, they do. She has the trophy. It's hers. She won. And enough alcohol has just made them very pliable. Mm-hmm. They're very... Um... They don't show the drinking. Do you realize that? Actually, no, he does have a drink at Mia's house. They are drinking throughout. We just, you're right. We don't see them really thrown back. Yeah. But they definitely seem drunk when they get back to to Mm -hmm. her um, house. Her house, yeah. And I think this is a really good time to go ahead and introduce this interesting little factoid for your next viewing of Pulp Fiction. Nice. Every time John Travolta goes to the bathroom, Mm -hmm. something bad happens. Yeah. So the first time is in this scene, but further, there is a case being made that Pulp Fiction is a series of things that happen in between the times that people are in the bathroom. <laughs> There's more bathroom shots in this movie. Yeah. If you start to really think about it and you go back and watch it again. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just point them out from here on out. But okay. so this is the first one where he goes to, well, she went to the bathroom yeah. and now he's gone to the bathroom yeah. and he's having this talk with himself in it's the mirror. It's the tug of war. He's, because he's attracted to her and mm-hmm. they've had a really good time and then there's this moment where they come in like it's it's funny because I, I always look at this scene and it's like it's almost like she told him go deep and he like gets to the door and she throws the keys to him and he unlocks the door and then they dance inside over to the alarm pad so that she can turn off the alarm and then he does a dip for her like with her and then when they come up it's almost like the natural reaction is after a date and they've had a good time that that moment is the moment that they would have kissed. Right. And it looks like that moment is about to happen. That's kind of always how I looked at it. Oh yeah. And so he was like, was that one of those uncomfortable silences? And she was like, I don't know what the fuck that was. And she knew what it was. Yeah. And he knew what it was. You know what I mean? And it was just, again, then he goes into the bathroom and He's having that tug of war with himself. And then he's still in there talking to himself while she's out there. And then they come back to her and she's dancing around. And I love that she has the reel to reel music player. Mm-hmm. Um, she's dancing around. Then she goes into the pockets and pulls out the cigarette stuff to to roll the cigarette, gets the lighter, smoking the cigarette. And then, you know, plays with the lighter for a second, puts it back in and then finds his heroin this is where the the damn balloon comes into play Mm -hmm. because i think that it is it must be because this is not our world so we don't we can only rely on these little tidbits that we get but it does seem to me that it's like that's how they identify there's ways to identify the different types of drugs that Mm -hmm. aren't organic yeah so when she sees that that's Uh the code for coke yeah it's not the code for heroin it's very strange that heroin would be in a baggie and i think that that's what we learned from lance but it's so downplayed that you don't he mentions it so that we know this now yeah my question is and i i was gonna google it and i didn't 
do people sniff heroin? Is that a a, a way for I them think, to take it in? I think I think or, maybe in smaller amounts. Okay, and it might, but but really, from what I read on the internet, the level of overdose that she has mm-hmm. just from snorting, they say that probably isn't very realistic. Okay, what they do play into though, and I think what they set up for us was that it was the madman. Yeah, really, really strong crazy, yeah. heroin. Also. I think that it seemed that she would do about two lines or when bigger she, lines. Yeah. yeah. And so, but the, the first one, as soon as it hits, she's, it's not she's, good. Yeah. She's making bad noises and we're bleeding. Yeah. So, but I do agree with you that it's like, you know, she, Mia takes liberties, but again, she is consistent. Yeah. She, she, it, it's not surprising to me that she would pull out and what she thinks is Coke and just mm-hmm. do his Coke. It doesn't yeah. surprise me without at all. asking. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> That's how Mia gets down. She's like, oh, you got this? I'm going to go ahead and have some. Thanks. And I don't, and I don't know, we don't know if that's how she always is. It's mm-hmm. just that because this is really the only time we get to spend with Mia. Yeah. The other times you see her, Marcellus is around. Yeah. So, is it because is this like recess for her? Mm. Like, is she getting to like, not not a free pass to to have any any kind of outside sexual relationship, yeah. but but just like I get to just be kind of a spoiled. I want to do what I want. It's kind like the of. cats away and the mice will play type yeah. of thing. Yeah, we don't know. We yeah. can only add that like subtext to yeah, it. Yeah, but no doubt. So she's just a bloody snotty mess, and oh I don't like God. it. Yeah. I don't like it one bit. And so he comes out saying, you know, he's figured out what he's going to say because, again, they bring him back to the struggle that he's having in the mirror to himself. <laughs> he finally comes out and he's like, all right, listen to me, I'm going to get going, you know, and he's coming out. He hasn't seen her quite right away. And then he comes in and he sees her and he's like, oh, Jesus, oh, my God, like doesn't know what to do, like freaking out. Like I could only imagine how he would feel like knowing that. He's come out and the boss's wife is like ODing on the floor of their own home, like puke, blood off the nose. Like my favorite is that we cut from that to him sliding across four lanes of traffic yes. in the Malibu, like, flooring it wide <laughs> into the, the opposite like flow of traffic lanes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I forgot to tell you something that What's Quentin that? Tarantino said about the Malibu. Okay. When Vincent is talking to Lance and they're talking about the Malibu and mm-hmm. he says, yeah, some asshole keyed my car. Yeah. It was Butch after Vincent insulted him in the uh, bar. Wow. That's awesome. And I mentioned it because I forgot, but also I didn't quite remember Vincent totally crashing into Lance's house like that. I wasn't sure what he crashed into because they don't really show it. I thought it was like, I was like, was it the house? Was it a a car that was parked there? They don't, like this today when I watched it for the second time, I um, really tried to look, but they don't really show it. Like they'll show, they show the back end of the car and then they show Lance run out and their interaction, but they don't show the front end. Like it's like cut off by like the camera. To me, it looked like the chimney mm-hmm. had fallen down and then like the hood was kind of, you know. Like V'd up. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Their interaction on the lawn mm-hmm. is hilarious. Yes, very. But before that, the I think it's really my favorite phone, scene with yeah. Lance <laughs> is when he is sitting there and letting the phone ring because a, a phone ringing like that is something that drives me yeah, insane. Me I too. can't deal with that. 
but his complete lack of care about the fact that the phone is ringing initially it's like is he just so stoned he doesn't realize yeah and then well, as, it, as it builds you see no that's not what it no. is actually he's like She's like, you gonna answer that? And he's like, well, she's like, no one's supposed to call here after like, nine. That's why I'm letting it ring. And then it all starts to make sense. And again, it's like this man, you know, who lounges around in his robe and sells heroin out of his house. Like he, he has to, again principles. Like, yeah, he's smoking a joint and eating cereal. And I'd made a note to myself what the cereal was called, and now mm-hmm. I can't remember. It was fruit, fruit, fruit brutes. It's an actual cereal that used to exist. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. It was part of the monster line. Oh. Uh, Count Chocula. Okay. All of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Quentin Tarantino just saved one of the boxes. It's discontinued. Oh, wow. Where usually he invents his own names for his products. Okay. I thought this was one of those. I didn't Mm -hmm. know about the I didn't either. I thought it was too. And then I I read that. I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. Nice. (laughs) Yes. And so he's like, wait. Are you calling me from a cell phone? Prank call, prank call. (laughs) (laughs) Then they crash into the house. Then they go out. They have their interaction out there, which is hilarious. And then again, like it's like they talk about Marcellus Wallace. It's like, you know who Marcellus Wallace is, right? And he's like, yeah, I know who Marcellus Wallace is. He's like, then I would be forced to tell him that you didn't help me in any kind of way. And you see him flip her over and grab her feet. (laughs) My favorite is when Lance and Vincent start arguing about the black book. Yes. And he's he's like, what do you need the black book for? And he's like, I need it because of this. Da, da, da. And yeah. they're doing this back and forth. And then all of a sudden he's like, well, why don't you just go and do it? And he's like, because you won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the back and forth between Lance and Jody when he's <laughs> looking for it. And she, she don't know where it's at. He don't know where it's at. You know? And so, yeah, this it's this is just a whole great scene. It's complete chaos. Yeah. And the really funny thing is mm-hmm. the, you mentioned her earlier, Trudy. Mm-hmm. Every time you see her, she's literally sitting on the couch smoking yeah. the bong. Yep. And they threw her in there for all the times that like you would go over that they, they remember going over and buying drugs and there was always someone Somebody just sitting just there. just hanging out, yeah. Yeah, and so that's Jody. Yes. And she doesn't react to anything. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's Trudy. Trudy, yeah. Trudy doesn't react to anything. She's mm. just observing it all happen. Yeah. Well, and the weird ahead. moment was when Ju- um, Jody is kind of, they're about to do the adrenaline shot. Yeah. And the look on her. Face. She's like, she's so interested in it. But this scene reminds me the, because uh, Trudy, like you're right, you're right. The whole time she's sitting there on the couch during this adrenaline shot scene, at one point she stands up and she's like, kind of looming over them as they're about to inject the needle, which I don't know if it's the perspective of the camera, but at first it seemed like the needle was like that long. And so my thought process is that's going to go past her heart (laughs) into like the back of her like spine or something like that. It's so big because when they show the needle, it's like all the way in, you know what I mean? Like all the way in. And so then you see Jody is like, ooh, like, and then in the end she was like, that was fucking freaky. Like, oh my God. Like, in her eyes. And it's just like, whoa, dude. Like, and I think that the, the difference between the four people is mm-hmm. two of them 
are just there to kind of witness the experience so there's no repercussion and the yeah. two men in this scene there's very high repercussions yes, there if is. things go wrong yeah because if she dies how are they going to explain that but i don't you? think that trudy and jody realize oh i the see what larger you're context. no they don't and Not so it's all. like it comes off really weird i don't even think they know who she is no yeah because they weren't there for the whole yeah. don't you know who marcellus yeah, yeah. no doubt conversation yeah um, the scene when he does plunge the needle into her chest, though, mm-hmm. it was shot in reverse, and I, I haven't I haven't slowed it down enough to see it. But apparently, if you look carefully, mm-hmm. the dot disappears. Really? Yeah. Okay. And it makes sense because I've uh, that scene. That's one that always gets me, mm-hmm. where I'm like, I get nervous oh, like, yeah. every time they're about to, because it's like, how can you judge that correctly? Yeah, from that distance, mm-hmm. as your arms up like that. Oh yeah, he's like, you know, you're gonna come down in a stabbing motion like this, and he's like, so I'm gonna stab her three times. He's like, no, no. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and she just <laughs> She jumps up, yeah, and she she's alive again. He's like, if you're okay, say something. She's like, something. <laughs> and I think that the look on her face when they're driving back Oh, she's like says everything. Death look like pale, yeah. like yeah. And it's and it's kind of this thing that I don't think Vincent he never really trusts, I don't think, Mia because of himself in this weird way until uh-huh. that last moment when he's like, what do we do about this? Yeah. And she says, and he says, I just, she said, what do you want to yeah, do about it? What would you do about this? And he's like, like that's I, when he's like. I, Marcellus could go his whole life without, without knowing ever about knowing this, this happened. Yeah. And she looks at him and like. Like, you idiot, don't you realize I would be yeah. in just as much trouble and he's as like, you. I don't think so. I do. <laughs> I think she's right. Yeah, no doubt. And because of the look on her face, yeah. it's not bullshit. No. She's and it's just not afraid. like out of she's just as afraid, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not it's different. hmm You know, she's married to him. Yeah. Vincent works for him. Yeah. Both should have known better. Oh, of course. <laughs> but it's like it is that thing of um there was no way for her to know unless she put her pinky in it. Mm-hmm. That was heroin. Yeah. Because of the stupid rapper. Or just wait. <laughs> or like, just wait. Yeah, hey, you're what's right. this? You're right. <laughs> and that's the thing. Control your id. Wait a second. I'm sure he'll give you whatever he you want. Totally He's totally share. He's totally here. that dude. Please. He'd be like, here, let me let me fix you up. I got you. I mean, I'm with you, Terrence. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't just like go into someone's pocket and be like, oh, this looks delicious. I'm going to take this. No. Yes. So our next prelude, mm-hmm. the only Christopher Walken scene. Yes. So memorable. Yes. Who doesn't remember this scene? <laughs> Who doesn't love Christopher Walken? Yes. Yeah. He's Seriously. Awesome. Yes. He's brilliant. He really is. There is a moment in the delivery where he pauses. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. He forgot his line. Oh, really? And then he kept going, uh-huh. and because it felt so authentic, which it does, they kept it. Okay. I love that. Nice. You never know how things are going to work out, right? No, like, you don't. So we find this epic tale about this gold watch. Uh-huh. And I have to ask you, Terrence, he alludes to some things, Captain Coons. He alludes mm-hmm. to things that I don't think we necessarily need the elaborate details about. Mm-hmm. But when he starts talking about this watch and that 
He carried the watch. Yeah. Well, he says that his dad. Well, he explains everyone. Yeah. Everyone who carried the watch and everything <clears throat> that happened to the watch. The dad had to carry it in, in his butt. Yeah. And then when he died, he his had friend, to carry. And I was like, hmm. Yeah. Now, this is interesting because <laughs> I don't know what happened between y'all uh-huh. to make you feel like you needed to carry that baton. <laughs> But I'm not, I just don't think I'd be the one. It's not it my would family end with heirloom. Me. It is not my family heirloom. No. I'm sorry, the gold watch, like, here you go. Here's this gold watch. So he was like, hey, here's this gold watch. I'm dying. I'm dying. Will you, will you pass it on to my son? Oh, yeah, for sure. Sure, totally. Oh, he's, he's dead. Right over the yeah. shoulder. Done. I'm dying. <laughs> All right, getting rid of that thing. I'm not putting it in my ass. Like, no, no thanks. And I don't think anyone could deliver those lines as well as no. him. He's, yeah, there's there's in, his inflections in his voice. Everything. It's just it's beautiful. I love Christopher Walken. He's amazing. Yes, actually, you know, I I'd said earlier that I didn't know what movie I was gonna pick, and I chosen between two other movies, and I've actually just changed my mind. I you just know. threw it all out the yeah, window. Yeah, I just now I know what movie we're gonna do. We're gonna do yes. Okay. Good so, to yes, know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the inspiration, Hollis. Oh, no problem. It's what You're I awesome. do. Yes, you are. You're my gonna, muse. I was going to say, that's uh, my, <laughs> that's what I want to do for a living. Nice. It's my new career. Nice. It doesn't yeah. pay well. I'm sorry. Damn it. It's a volunteer basis, but oh. you're going to get so much out of it. Okay. It's okay. charity. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you feel good inside. It makes you a good person. And okay. You can go all over social media and tell your friends all about it. Awesome. You see? Oh, It's I a win-win so for us. I know, but it's a win-win. Oh, I see. I for see. both of you're us. You're trying to pull me into the social media web. <laughs> <laughs> Insane. I think I wouldn't notice that. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. So this sets up our next tale. Mm. The tale of Butch. Yes. And yes. you said you, you like Butch. I do. He's one of my favorite characters. He really is. I've always liked Bruce Willis. Oh, he's, me too. He's always been one of my favorite actors. When Quentin Tarantino picked him for his look, yeah. he said um, he had kind of a 1950s kind of look that an aesthetic you don't see. And I when once I read that, I was like, you're, yeah, you're right. it's so true. Yeah, no doubt. It's in, So that's why that scene... Sometimes I think the first time I saw it, it kind of confused me, like almost like they went back in time, like to the fifties. And I was like, it, it, first of all, I was like, is this like a, like one of those like dream sequences or something like oh, that? Okay. But then you realize it's modern times because again, that look that he had was a very like fifties kind of look. And so we don't see the fight. No. We hear it. We hear you, the end of it. Yes. And. We hear it with Esmeralda, the taxi cab driver, mm-hmm. who the fir- I in my memory, I remembered her already being set up to pick him up, but it's mm-hmm. totally not like that no. at all. She's It's happenstance. No, he throws his bag down to the ground and then jumps from the fire escape into the garbage can. And she's sitting there listening to the fight. So at this point, he doesn't even know that he killed Floyd, the guy that he fought. Right. Um, and so he jumps down into the garbage can you don't even see him get into the car. You just see her pull the fair thing down, start the car, and then go. And then she's looking in the mirror at him while he's pulling the tape off of the gloves and throwing the gloves out the window and then pulling the shorts off. And 
she's like, Mister, Mister, you're the guy. You know, you're the guy in the fight. Like, yeah, they have a really strange conversation. I, I've, you know, it's 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 morbid. Yeah. And initially, I'm I I felt like he didn't want to engage in that conversation. I mean, no. he he's questioning her question, mm-hmm. and she essentially keeps asking him, "What does it feel like to kill someone?" And he's like, "What kill?" And and he. So first there's the knowing he did it. Mm-hmm. Then he's processing her question. He's mm-hmm. like, so you want me to tell you yeah. what it feels like? And he's kind of throwing it back at her like, do you realize that's kind of sick? And he's like, he's you, like I don't sicko? even know. Yeah. I don't even know what it feels like. But that's what you want from yeah. me right now? He's like, I don't even know because I didn't know that he was dead until you just told me. And then he he at one point says, I'm sorry, Floyd. He says that. And then later he says... You want to know how I feel? I don't feel anything by it. Like, nothing. I just think the, the whole scene was weird for mm. me. And especially juxtaposed next to the, the next scene mm-hmm. where he's on the phone with his buddy. Yeah. And then it's an entirely different energy. Yeah. He's like, you know, whatever, that guy, if he had the skill, I wouldn't have killed him. Yeah. Da, 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 da. He's the one that decided to lace yeah. up his, he his gloves. He should have never laced the gloves up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. Now I know how you feel about that. Yeah. And I don't he's think like, you care. And he's like, and just like I told you, he's like, they they thought that I was gonna lose, and so the the odds went way up. We're gonna make a, a ton of money. And he's like, you know, how soon can you get the money? You know, and he's like, oh, by this amount of time, you know, minus a few stragglers or whatever. And they're obviously going to is it Tennessee? Yep. Yes. References oh. to Quentin Tarantino's birthplace. Oh, okay. State. Okay. State. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And so he knows that he's going to collect because obviously he's gone to a bunch of different bookies and put all, I don't know if it was all the three stacks of high society, but he obviously put some money all around at different bookies. Eight. And yeah, and and and, and he's got to go around and collect the money and he's going to go down and pick up his money and meet his buddy. And then we meet his girlfriend, almost feels more fiance, but... Mm-hmm. And, Fabian. And, and you were saying that that you like her. I do. I, I liked. She was just cute, and I liked her voice. And like I said, I wasn't sure if she really was French or whatever. Yeah, French. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just played the good, pretty, cute foreign girl. That her English was obviously of a second language or whatever, and so her terminology was not always perfect, but. Like when she talks about the pot belly and stuff like that, I just thought it was super cute. And mm-hmm. then he's like, I would punch you in your pot belly. And she like jumps up and she's like, and I would smother you with it. And it just, it was just a cute little interaction. I just thought she was cute. That's all. They've been able to mostly from her, her doing mm-hmm. create a world that insulates them from from this reality this yeah. brutality that he engages in yeah yeah she's cognizant of it mm-hmm. but like she says i don't listen to your fights yeah and she almost plays it off like she almost offers this escapism mm-hmm. to where it, it, he can really truly leave that behind because she's not sought the knowledge out yeah. she she's not bringing you know she that's not part of their world yeah that was that was cute so they have their intimate moment in bed, and then mm-hmm. and then we cut, and then they're showering. Mm-hmm. We're in the bathroom again. Yes. And then we fade, and when we fade back in, she's still brushing. She's brushing her teeth again. She's uh-huh. in the bathroom again. Yeah. So it does add a lot of credence. Like there's a lot of bathroom shots. In For sure, there is. The next morning, Butch finds out that she forgot to pack his watch. Yes. 
And I think that an, his initial reaction, not fun, but then he calms himself down. He does. He and pulls then, it back. Yeah, he brings it back. And he's like, he's like, he says, maybe I didn't, you know, emphasize the importance of it, you know, this and that. And he tries to like calm her down because he doesn't want to make her sad and doesn't want to make her feel bad either, I think. And then once he gets in the car, he loses his shit again. And he says, you know, I told her specifically. And he just goes through everything. Yeah. And again, I have to have to say it. If it was that fucking important, then you should have picked it up. Like, yeah. give me a break. Like yeah. every time someone is like, I told you that was so yeah. important. How important was it to you really? You, if left you, you left it. If mm -hmm. you left it for me to potentially not remember to get. Yeah. That's how important it was to you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Your fault. It is. And it just, <laughs> it's that kind of stuff. Like it just, ah, yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Because it reminds me of so much I see in life. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, of course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's her fault. I mean, at certain points, I don't feel like he thinks much of her intellectually. So mm -hmm. that only strengthens my point. Yeah. If you don't think that she's going to remember. Yeah. It's almost like, and now you're throwing TVs across the room. Throwing TVs. And then he also, like today, I really kind of realized is he leaves <clears throat> trying to make her feel like maybe that she's he's not so mad at her anymore. But he throws money on the on the yeah, bed, totally. so it's not like he's like, "Here, go have breakfast." Like he throws money on the bed, doesn't embrace her, doesn't do anything, and just walks off. Doesn't tell her that he loves her. Doesn't doesn't anything. It's just it's like cold and heartless. You know what I mean? Um, and then this scene, the next one where he's driving to get to like his apartment, I like how they show the emphasis on his his movements to get to the apartment. He obviously parked like a block off. He had to go like the side of this house. And as he comes across a window, it's open. There's a TV playing inside. You can't see, but you can hear the commercial and it's for Jackrabbit Slims. And it's like, come to one of our Jackrabbit Slims locations. You can hear him visit as he's going by the window. And so he goes to this back area, goes through a fence, has to jump a fence to get to the apartment that he and Fabian lived in. So I like how they show this whole emphasis and then he's into the apartment and going through and gets his watch and feels good about it enough to get some toaster pastries <laughs> and he's gonna toast them up, throws them in the toaster when he realizes there's an Uzi with a silencer sitting on the, ta on the counter. And he's, it's like, whoa, what, what the heck is this, you know? And so he picks it up and it's pretty cool. You know, I like guns. Yeah. That's not going to be totally legal in California. No. But I would, I would like, like to have that. It looked very serious. <laughs> and um, I, I liked how it was that standoff. And then as soon as the toaster pastries pop up. Yeah. It's the sound. It's like that tension. Yep. It's, and that's what's the breaker. Exactly. It's yeah. and, and, and it's almost like, am I gonna, am I not? And yeah. then as soon as that sound happens, it's, it's like, like this weird thing that happens within yeah. And he just what was it, six shots just yeah, yeah. Did he do the machine gun face? I just thought about it right now. No. No? Mm -mm. Yeah. So yeah, he like shoots up Vincent Vega. Um he doesn't do a very well, first of all, he like walks up to the door after he shoots Vincent Vega and puts his hand right into the blood 
on the door to open the door. Like me personally, I would have pushed the door open like maybe with my foot. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I most definitely wouldn't have put my hand into the blood on the door because he opens the door up to see Vincent Vega in the beds or not in the bed in the bathtub slumped and broken through the glass. So then he comes out of the bathroom and um, goes to leave without getting his toaster pastries and then he realizes that oh shit I'm, st- I'm still holding this gun and he puts it down and then he thinks oh I need to wipe the fingerprints off well you didn't worry about your fingerprints and the blood on the door so he grabs like a napkin and does like a very superficial wipe down of only one side like those points where he had his hand on like the silencer part like fully gripped on it like this like he didn't do a very good job on the wipe down. No. Like, and then on top of it, it's his house where he lives. So police putting things together, it's going to be super easy to. Sure. You know, come after Butch if the, if that was where this movie were, were going to go. Right. I, mean? I, I, I also thought it was a shoddy job mm-hmm. of wiping it down. The other thing I thought was strange was that Vincent stays so quiet in the bathroom yes and but i think at the same time it doesn't really seem like butch is not it's not like he's being loud but he's not like trying to not make noise because he thinks that nobody's there the reason vincent doesn't react Mm -hmm. the reason he just casually comes out of the bathroom Uh is that marcellus was with him before that's marcellus's gun it was Vincent and Marcellus who were staking out Butch's apartment. Oh, okay. The next scene, when he's driving, uh-huh. Marcellus is crossing the street with a box of donuts and two coffees. Ah, uh, I never put that together. Uh-huh. So when so when Vincent hears the door and hears the noise, he just thinks it's Marcellus. Yeah. He doesn't think anything of it. For a long time, I always thought that was strange because yeah. Vincent didn't seem like an idiot. Yeah. You know, I mean, he... It, he seems to do this job. Yeah. Right? And so that's why. Uh, see, I was like, yeah, because I always said, I was like, Butch is not trying to be quiet. He's not being loud. But right. I was like, I would hear somebody push down a toaster thing. Like, I would hear somebody, like, open the door of my house while I'm in the bathroom. Especially you know if you mean? were staking out that place yeah. and waiting for someone to show yeah, yeah. up. So. And so I was always confused by that. And I never put thank you again. You're welcome. Thank you. You are welcome. <laughs> and it, I love that scene. Yeah. I love it when the whole thing, as soon as he gets in the car, he has that feeling of like, I he's, did it. He's, yeah, he feels good. He's really uh, confident uh, uh, he's about everything. He's singing the Flowers on the Wall yeah. song. Everything is great. It's a flowers great song. Flowers on the Wall. That don't bother me at all. <laughs> it's a great song. Yes. So when he's, and he kind of like looks off and we're looking off with him. Yeah. And then we looks back over this way. <laughs> and he, and he, he kind of let, he looks past Marcellus. <laughs> And then he has to come back and he still hasn't fully focused on him right away. And then finally it's like, Marcellus is like, he knows. Marcellus is like, mother. (laughs) (laughs) And again, it's, it it strengthens the last point. Mm -hmm. They are, they're super observant. Yeah. I don't typically look in people's cars when I cross the, the crosswalk. I'm not a, I'm not a boss. No. Marcellus does. Yeah. He needs to. That's part of what keeps him, you know, alive. What I mean? and so he's just standing there in the middle of the crosswalk, just staring at him. Yeah. 
And he, I think Butch does the only thing he you, really he, what can, else can do. You do. Like he knows that Marcellus is going to kill him if he gets a hold of him. Like, what else can you do? It just sucks that the happenstance that he hits him and then goes out into the intersection and the other car hits him. And is the lady that helps him with the red hair? Who is that? What, That's is, Kathy Griffin. Is that Kathy Griffin? Okay, I thought so. Oh, um, wait, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but. That's the second time Vincent went in the bathroom. Yes, and, and then came he out dies. and it's bad. He dies, yes. Okay, yes. sorry. Um, but yes, no, that's no. Kathy Griffin. Yes, yeah, so that, that's Kathy Griffin. Um, and she's like, him over there. <laughs> and Marcellus looks and he's like, motherfucker. <laughs> and I, he, I think that this scene, I didn't appreciate it for really, for quite what it was and mm-hmm. in, in all the other times I've watched it. The way that Marcellus gets up like the way he pulls himself up off the ground, he's completely unstable. He's, I'm but sure he's, he's got the pistol. He's got this huge gun, right? Well, nobody's like touched him and realized that he's got like a hand cannon hid under his suit jacket. Mm-hmm. And so every, I guess nobody has touched him because nobody knows that he's got this gun. I don't even remember the fact that he just shoots that yeah. lady. He does not care. There's three no. other people around Butch yeah. and he just opens fire and shoots that lady right in the hip. And, Oh my god! And she's like, "Um, shit, dude." <laughs> and so I—it's a short chase scene, but I—I uh-huh. I liked it more than I've ever liked it before uh-huh. because they're both so broken and yeah. their bodies have just gone through a very traumatic uh-huh. shock kind of stuff, right? No doubt. And they're leaning on the walls and they're like running into shit yep. and they're like falling over and yep. and and Marcellus is just. He's just shooting just to shoot. Yeah. I don't even see you. No, it doesn't matter. One point I'm where just going to fire. There's one point where he runs into like a telephone pole and the gun is totally face down toward the ground <laughs> and he just shoots. And it's like, blow. <laughs> no aim. Blow. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, then we get to like, so they fall, you know, Butch goes into this, it looks like a pawn it shop. It is a pawn shop. And Marcellus follows, fisticuffs on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then comes the worst sequ- sequence in the film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not not a good Because Butch good is going to kill him, and he's like, not today. Yeah. Maynard's over here, not today. And Maynard pulls out his shoddy and loads it up. and This isn't any of your business. He's like, You're not, he's like, you don't know, this ain't your business, mister. And he's like, yeah, it is. You're in my business. When he gets on the phone and he calls Zed and he says, a spider caught a fly. I'm like, it makes me want to. Spider caught a couple of flies. I want to vomit. It's so gross. Not only do I know what's going to happen, but it's just so, they're so gross. I hate Zed and Maynard so much. They're the worst. Yeah. The guy that played Zed always plays that kind of like slimy, like just not a good guy. He always plays a bad guy. Well, and Zed is the perfect, you know, he's, he does that stupid annoying thing that you see that's stereotypical of bad security guards where mm-hmm. they they come off like they're hella badass like he's a cop yeah but he's not you're not yeah. a cop actually you're not <laughs> cops don't just like leave wherever they were at yeah and come, come over to you know the, the ass rape, rape yeah the rape dungeon <laughs> that's not what happens breaking out the gimp oh <laughs> the gimp sleeping will wake him up it creeps me out every time yeah. you know like out of like a, a, a chest. Like think about being cooped up in a chest that's like a, you know, like it's not even, it's like a foot and a half up, foot and a half wide, 
three feet long. You know what I mean? Like, could you imagine being folded up in that thing for who knows how long? No. Like, come no. on. No. 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 That's some weirdo shit. They're messed up. I read yeah. somewhere there's a theory that they're brothers, Zed and Maynard, which made it even worse for me. Yeah. There's no confirmation on that. Okay. But that makes it worse for me. Yeah, that's just nasty. Because it's already way beyond. Like, it's just so yeah. horrible. And then the childlike way of choosing yes. who's going to go first. Like, it was just... It just seemed really weird and it made me think like probably this is like something that happened to him in his childhood or something like that. And Maybe. that's why it's this like childlike eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Like I doing that, like it was just weird to me. It was also more disturbing to me. I, I guess I, I, I keyed in a little bit more on A, how quickly they start raping Marcellus. Yeah. And B, how gleeful they are and yeah. they're like yeah buddy yeah. Nah, nah, nah. and it was like and you hear like uh it's uh maynard and you hear him he's like fuck him <laughs> he says it like a few times like oh. he's, it's like he's standing there jacking his shit watching yeah. his brother have anal sex with some dude against his will yeah, yeah like, like that's really gross yeah that that's what gets you off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to each his own, Holly, you know. <laughs> I got I to gotta throw my shit back at me. <laughs> you don't know what it takes to that get people, people off Terrence. these days. It's not allowed. It's on the not allowed list. No. You know I loves me some highlight. You know what's funny, though, is the gimp, he's like down he is like he's like yeah i'm watch this guy he's, he's like i'm gonna watch him and he's like laughing at butch like you could see him he's like like standing above butch and kind of laughing and you can you can tell by his eyes that he's smiling and then butch gets free breaks those ropes and i like the progression here i like how butch immediately goes into self-preservation mode oh, yeah. as any of us would yeah but then he stops yeah He's and like, oh. he he can't and and that's any good any good person would not leave another person. I don't care. I don't care what your situation is. I think like, I think it's a dual edged sword. Of course, I it think is. it's I think it's he is a good guy, and he can't leave with that. But I also think that him realizing that if he goes back, it's also a way for him to get in the clear with Marcellus. That's not a guarantee. It's, it's actually not. it's actually a double <clears throat> bad for him. If you think about it a different way to what you're speaking to, mm -hmm. if he leaves him and Marcellus somehow gets out of that, oh, it's yeah. that much worse it's for on, him. Yeah. It's not it's not even I don't think I think that Butch goes into it knowing there's no guarantee that yeah. Marcellus is going to do anything for me. But if I leave him, yeah, it's going to be worse. And he survived it. Yeah, he's, it's going to be worse. So, but I don't actually think that that was the motivation. There's really? not enough time to think about it like that. When he runs up the stairs and he's almost out and he stops because he hears that. Mm -hmm. That's what makes him turn around. Yeah. You can't leave somebody like that. No, that's, yeah, that's not cool. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit for being a good person in that mm -hmm. moment. But like, I think that that's what it was. And mm -hmm. when he comes back around, there's the progression. He grabs yeah. a claw hammer. He's like, yeah, no, no. And he looks at this and he's like, no. He and the whole the time I'm like, can you just pick something and yeah, go? Goes, at this goes, point, it's time, dude. He gets the ball peen hammer. Then he gets the bat. Then he gets the chainsaw. The chainsaw then he sees the samurai katana. sword. Yeah. And when he gets the katana, it actually, the logic is, is it's all about spatial yeah. 
and where he's like the at. swing and everything. Because yeah. if the, the hammer is too close in proximity, yep. and but the, the katana gives you enough, you can be far enough away from your target. So it was mm. perfect. Yeah, and sharp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, this is the only part of the scene I love, yeah. is when he comes in and slices Maynard right across the chest. And then does the does backward the back, yep. samurai behind the back, no look stab. And so I was telling you that Marcellus is actually one of my favorite characters. Uh-huh. And when he shoots Zed in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> and Zed is writhing in pain on the ground. Uh-huh. And the look in his eyes. And you see it. Like, you see Butch. He's still holding the katana. Yeah. And when he asks him that question. Yeah. And the thing I love about it is that I think that he's ready to take the katana to yeah, marcellus i think so too yeah and marcellus does what any person in that situation should do which is yeah. like no actually we're cool he's like we're good he's like first of all you're not gonna tell anybody about this he's like nobody needs to know besides me you and this punk ass rapist motherfucker right here you know what i mean he's like that's first things first and second of all he's like you've lost all your LA privileges. You need to leave here today and never come back. He's like, do you understand that? Butch is like, yeah, I got you. But I just like the element of look at these two men. Butch is a weasel. Yeah. He's a liar and a cheat. For sure. Marcellus, not so much. No, but he's a bad guy. But he's, again, it's the transparency of it. Mm-hmm. No, it's get- like, he he doesn't even like he could turn around and legitimately just kill Butch too. For sure, blow done. It made me be like, yeah, yeah. Marcellus. You're all right. Yeah. Yeah. I think he still has his soul. I think <laughs> is what I'm saying. Okay. So thankfully we're done with that. Yes. Because it was awful. It was terrible. Nobody likes that shit. No. Well, maybe some people. I guess. <laughs> and then we get to. I I really like the scene or the the whole sequence of the Bonnie situation because now we're back with Jules yes. and Vincent. Yep. And we get to see how the whole rest of the scene in the beginning and the opener played out. Mm-hmm. And the way that the audio comes through, it's breath that's yelling. And then when he's dead is when the dude busts out of the bathroom mm-hmm. again. Yeah, with the, <laughs> with the hand cannon. And if I'm Jules... I'm floored by what occurs. Oh, this for sure. miracle. For sure. Because when Jules moves, you can see all the bullet holes. And Jules legit should have been shot like five times in the chest. And they all miraculously missed him. And I think it's a really great opportunity to show how, just like in life, two people can have the same experience and have two totally different For sure. Takes Perspectives on it. on it. Yeah, no doubt. And have their lives changed or not. Yeah, no doubt. And for Jules, it's a complete like 180. And yeah. for Vincent, he's like, it's eh. not a big deal. It's eh. yeah. It happens. Yeah. And he doesn't even want to look at it. And, and he keeps, and even after the fact, he keeps trying to, to, to state that. He's like, you know, there's this, I was watching cops and this guy was like how him and this guy were in the hallway and he unloaded his old gun on the guy and nothing touched the guy. Like he keeps trying to say to Jules, like, this ain't what you think it is. Like, no, this ain't no miracle. It's just the dude was a bad shot. Like, yeah. yeah. And it is it clear to you why they took Marvin with them? Uh, yes, because actually um, 
Jules says that his he's got a, a guy on the inside earlier on in their conversation. Oh, so Marvin was their okay. He was their inside. He was guy. their dude. Yeah. I still love this scene. Yeah. It makes me laugh. It's so weird that I laugh at some of the most graphic <laughs> elements in this film because it's taken out of context or just, you know, on yeah. its own. It's like, that's really horrible. Yeah. But the way it happens is so freaking hilarious. I watched it twice today and like rewound it. So I watched it more than twice. You actually see Vincent Vega pull the trigger. You if do? You watch it. Yeah, because you can see his finger goes. Okay. Just like that. Like, and it's not, I don't. He's talking to him, so I don't know if it's like, it's almost like malicious, like he meant to do it. Because why would you pull the trigger? Like, like if I'm holding a gun, not that I would hold a gun on you, but if I'm holding a gun, my finger's not going to be on the trigger when you hold a gun the safe way. Your finger's on the outside until you're ready to start shooting. Your finger should never be on the trigger. So, A, why is your finger on the trigger when you turn around? And why did you... You're in a car. Yeah. What's the purpose of bringing a gun up to the seat and pointing it at someone while you're driving down the street? What What's the whole point of this? Exactly. And then you see him, his finger twitch. It's like, um, is it overconfidence that it's like this 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 weapon has become an extension of himself to, to the point where he just feels that comfortable because mm. he does seem legitimately surprised and he looks at Julie he's like, he's I don't like, know, maybe you went over a bump or something. Yeah, he's like, I didn't hit no fucking bumps. <laughs> I love Samuel Jackson. He's amazing. He really is. And he's he's covered in brains. Yeah, like it's l- in his it's in his hair. hair. Yeah, it's, it's gross. And the back window is. Ooh. red and the back seat is just done like it is it's nasty it's gross it's yeah like <laughs> it's terrible so we get to jimmy's house because it's the mm-hmm. only person that jules knows in the area and yep. we need to get off the street clearly yep. and i again was so like that's just strange watching jimmy stand there and and drop the n-word that many times and then later you realize that his wife is black yeah and i was like yeah. now now i'm even more conflicted yeah side note quentin tarantino was torn on which role to play he was either going to be jimmy uh-huh. or lance oh uh, okay i could see him in either one of Me those too. roles yeah because he would have been the perfect drug dealer like explaining that whole thing and everything like all the different types of heroin that he, he would have been perfect for that yeah, yeah. you're right he could have done he did he could have done them both but he said the reason he picked jimmy uh-huh. was that he wanted to be behind the camera for the overdose scene with okay Mia. okay so it makes sense yeah but yeah he is um he is fired he's up, jimmy. yeah he's pissed he's uh i don't think i'd be very stoked if no, someone brought no. a, a bloody dead body car to my house no i wouldn't either because my whole worry would be going to jail. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> now you've made me complicit to a murder. Like, no. I yeah. love the next bathroom scene, though. Yep. You see Jules so meticulously has washed his hands perfectly clean. And clean. And, and yeah. he kind of pats his hands dry. Mm-hmm. And the towel's all nice yeah. and everything. He's folding the towel back up. <laughs> and then he hands it to Vincent. <laughs> And Vincent hands him the towel he used, and it's like completely covered in blood. And he just—he kind of loses it on a minute. He really for a minute. does. Yeah. And then I love the pullback. And when he says to him, "Look, I respect you. Yeah. I'm not saying. He's like, I'm not threatening you. No. <laughs> but this is the situation. And and then his response, Vincent is like, "Okay, well, when you when you come at me that way, yeah. <laughs> then it's then it's fine. Yeah." 
But yeah, what's up with the bathroom? I don't know. It's yeah, it's just a weird. We're in the bathroom yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot. So when we get the introduction to the wolf, mm-hmm. we don't That'd be see Kytel, him again. One of my favorites. He's great. We don't see him face on. We see him from the back. Yeah, it's you this, realize it's where this he's slow at. Slow introduction. He's at a house, but they're having. It's like a gambling thing. Because you can hear people oh, right. making bets in mm-hmm. the background. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know if they're playing poker or whatever they're playing, but it's like a gambling And thing. he's in a tux. Yeah. He's very sharp. Very And much drives so. a very, very nice car. I love the conversation with Jules and Marcellus. Yes. When, because it, I, I don't know, somehow it showed this other aspect of, of his relationship that Marcellus isn't inaccessible. Mm-hmm. And when Jules kind of reiterates to him how he's kind of freaking out in his own mm-hmm. way. Yeah. And he's like, what do you want me to say? And then he gives it back to him verbatim. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, it's dope. It really is. It's very good. And he's like, the wolf will be on his way directly. And he's like, the wolf? He's like, oh, now you're in a good mood, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> he's like, shit, Negro, that's all you had to say. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yep. And when the wolf gets there, it's it's amazing to have somebody who's outside of the situation who's super good at what they need to do to just mm-hmm. like they're calm. Yep. They make you do everything. Mm-hmm. Like but it's just it's very efficient. Yep. You get that mind that's not spinning out. Mm-hmm. And you and, still get the blowback from Vincent though. Yeah. He's like, because he's like, Hey, you know, you could say please. <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Like, dude, this dude's going to keep you from going to jail. Like, I'd be doing whatever the hell he told me to do. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't question him at all. But Vincent, you know, being Vincent. There he goes again. Yeah. And I love the scene when um, Vince is in the front seat bitching and complaining. And Jules realizes that he's got the bum end of the deal. And he's uh-huh. like, why am I in the back? Yeah, clean up. Picking up brains. <laughs> Brain and bone matter. We switching. <laughs> love it and vincent was like have you not heard of the premise of when a man admits that he's wrong that he's instantly forgiven for what he's done right (laughs) where did you get that where did you read that yeah that's not the case i feel you've been misled (laughs) but they do a miraculous job they really do it's super clean on the inside but it's all wrapped up with like the granny blankets yeah. And stuff like that all over. It's but it's like, yeah, it totally reminded me of those blankets that my grandma had when when I was a kid. It like, looks cozier. Yeah, no doubt. It was funny. You never see the the Nova in a full shot. No, you you, you see, see like it, yeah pieces. Yeah, and of course it it's it's brilliant when you see these two tough guys stripped down and put in like little shorts and t shirts. <laughs> yeah. And they all love it. Mm-hmm. And they know they're being made fun of. And there's nothing that they can... I mean, what are you going to do? Walk yeah. around naked? Uh-huh. You can't. And it's, it's and all so perfect. you can't walk perfect. around with the clothes with the blood on it, obviously. Yeah, the know? way that the scene turns, because I think that as soon as the wolf shows up, Jimmy's like, oh, okay. And he caters to Jimmy. He does. And then he kind of gives Jimmy a little power, a little leverage mm-hmm. somehow. And he makes Jimmy... It puts Jimmy at ease. It was brilliant. Yeah. He's like... And even asked Jimmy to get him a cup of coffee. Yeah. And you see that Jimmy hesitates for a second. Then he's like... Uh, all right, you know. Well, and it, and it's a it's a build, no because doubt. you know Marcellus is going to pay for a new yeah. set and a, da, 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 oak, da. so an it's, oak bedroom set. Yeah. Yes. So as soon as that's all established, it's yeah. like, of course, he's going to have a little more moxie. Oh, yeah. So it's like it's easier to stand there and make fun of Vincent and Jules when, for sure, at that point. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, the wolf comes 
out of our lives as quickly as he came in, in a yep. way. He's gone, yeah. And Once then, they get to the, the wrecking yard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I've seen a problem solved that quickly no, me in either. a film that we've watched yet. You gotta I mean, have that was you gotta have connections. Handled. Body expo- disposed of, car disposed of, but now Jules don't have a car no more. No. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Because I'm sure they would have had to crush it with two in the back. He doesn't seem to be too concerned about it. No. And because he's gonna like, go on his walkabout. Well, I was gonna say because we find out when they go to get breakfast mm-hmm. that. This whole situation has completely changed his life path. No doubt. He sees things differently. Again, he's on this whole miracle thing that the bullets should have killed him, that he shouldn't be there anymore, and that God came down from heaven and intervened, divine intervention, all that good stuff, you know? Yeah, and I think Jules is saying this is my truth, and I don't think he cares what Vincent, but Vincent seemingly does care. Yeah. It's like in that way of when we were talking about them almost being like cop partners, that it's like, but if you leave, he's not saying this, but if you leave, I don't have my partner anymore. Yeah, no doubt. And I think that's his resistance. Mm -hmm. And when he's telling Jules what he thinks of it, I think that that's why he kind of comes at him a little stronger. And he's like, you're just going to go be a bum. Yeah. You know, it's like you're a loser. Yeah. Well, I I think think they do. I think he cares about him, but it also, I think that Vincent thinks that Jules cares about his opinion more than Jules cares about his opinion. I see what you're saying, yeah. And so it's it's kind of a a last ditch effort mm-hmm. and and a, and he tries to maybe insult him in a way, but it, even if he knew it wasn't going to work he's going to yeah. do it anyway because yeah, yeah. he didn't have anything else to say For because sure. he just can't come around to that was a miracle. Yeah. Cuz then it has to make him question his own life cuz he sure. was a part of it. For sure. For sure. And I I love the way that that he says it the third time when he says, he's like, you're just going to be a bum. Yeah. With that kind of disgust in mm-hmm. his, in his, and, and when, and when the conversation gets to a point that he's just frustrated with, and he doesn't want to deal with it. Where does he go? The bathroom. The, oh, he does. Third time. Well, yeah. actually it's the second time. <clears throat> mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> off he goes to the bathroom and then we get to see the first part of the diner scene play all the way out yeah i love it i do too it's funny because this whole time you see jewels during the time that uh, honey bunny and pumpkin are uh like yelling at the the people in the restaurant that this is a robbery and she's like i'll execute every fucking last one of you and all that stuff um jules pulls his wallet out and he's unfazed by everything that's going on there. But you would think that he would be all the stuff that he's done and things that he's seen. Like he's unfazed by it. He's got his wallet up in the air. He's not afraid. Like the rest of the people are scared and screaming and crying. And he's just kind of there. Like this is normal for him. In a way where he raises his hand literally and almost volunteers like, come get my wallet. Yeah, come get it. But it's not an aggression. No, not at all. And I think it, it was just, he is looking three steps ahead yep. and because he, he's already got his gun out yeah. underneath the table he comes over to get the wallet and then grabs him pulls him forward and then the guns in his neck and the, it was the briefcase that yes. was the distraction yes and he's the only one pumpkin is the only one that comments on what's inside yeah he looks and he goes it's beautiful yeah and then that makes honey bunny go 
what is, is it? it? Like, come what on. Is it what, what is she it? She kind of gets excited. Yeah. She's like got that weird, kind of deranged look yeah, in her yeah. eye. Like, and I just, the, the breaking down of the, of the Bible passage, which is not an actual quote. It was actually massaged and changed a little bit. Okay. The last part of it is from the Bible. Okay. But his unpacking of it and his reevaluation of what it means. Yes, yes. I love it. It's a cool way of breaking it down. I think the way he, he, cause he obviously he talks about the different perspectives of how he thought about it the first way, you know, before. And now he's had this, this epiphany, this, what he believes is a miracle. And so it's really changed. Like you said, it's done a 180 for him. Because if you heard that, that was the last thing that yeah, you were going to hear. You were going to die. It was a part of his methodology in this life of a gangster. Yeah, yeah. And he needed to conceptualize it as he was the one who's the protector. Mm-hmm. The moment that happens for him, he's real with himself and he says, what I've come to realize is you are the weakness yep. and I and am the tyranny. Yep. And so he realizes he's a tool. Yep. Of somebody else's motivation and intent and that he's going to stop doing that. Mm -hmm. But on this larger level, the thing I loved about it, that you see these moments in this film where two characters come together and it's like Jules is looking at Pumpkin and he's like, I see you and I know what you are. And when you cross reference that back to earlier conversations, when honey bunny says to pumpkin she's like well what are you suggesting that we just go get normal jobs yeah he's like no and and it's that thing of you're just people that don't want to work you're just people that want to take from other people the easy way he isn't phased he's not like he is literally like i don't care about my possessions i'm going to grab a stick i'm going to start walking across the country like whatever yeah but again this principled aspect comes in and he's saying i'll give you all my money i don't care about that but this isn't mine and i can't give it to you yeah yeah and I love how this scene is awesome. He's like, you know, go into the bag and get my wallet. And he's like, which one is it? And he's like, it's like if it's, someone said that to you, like, just get my wallet. Like, which one, the brown wallet. one which or one? the black one? Like, <laughs> yeah, go in there and get my wallet. Which one is it? It's the one that says "bad motherfucker." And so, what's funny about that is that uh, a friend of mine, his name is Joe. I was the best man in his wedding. And the present that he gave me at the time I was in culinary school. And so the present that he gave me for being the best man in his wedding was a knife bag. And on the knife bag, it said, bad motherfucker. (laughs) And it's my knife bag. (laughs) Excellent. And so when I was in school at one point, I said to somebody, I was like, hey, go down in there and get, get, get my knife bag out of that box. And the guy's like, which one is it? And I was like, it's the one that says bad motherfucker on it. Nice. <laughs> a rarity. Yes. That's excellent. Yes, yes. So this interaction's over between them. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin gets completely put in his place. Oh, yeah. Vincent has joined the fray, yeah, which yeah. only exasperated Honey oh, Bunny. Yeah. And it's it's an interesting, you know, calming everyone down in the Mexican standoff where oh, we've yeah. just got all of this madness going oh, yeah. on. And Vincent wants to shoot. He doesn't oh, want to play. Oh, he's not even playing around. Yeah, he wants to shoot. He doesn't want to talk. He doesn't want to do anything. And, and, and Jules knows it. So Jules is not only having to hold Pumpkin and keep him under control, he's having to control um, Honey Bunny also because she's on edge because she's scared for Pumpkin. And then on top of that, he's got to control you know, Vincent, who's 
you we already know is quick to pull the trigger on somebody either way you know what i mean even accidentally right like so it's like he's got all this stuff going on but he's so calm in the moment yeah you know and he's still like trying he's got this whole thing under control they make it out they do everyone goes about their merry little way yeah pumpkin and, and honey bunny get the money and I split i i love it yeah Yep. The dialogue is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. So amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies. Mine, too. Uh, I could probably talk about it for another hour easy. For sure. So. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you've gone through many <clears throat> different thoughts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about what it's going to be. So tell me. Okay, what are we watching? So you started talking about Christopher Walken. I did. So it pulled me off of the two that I was gonna choose from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you the two that I was gonna choose from. Either The Fifth Element oh, shit. or Coming to America. Oh. But then you started talking about Christopher Walken, and so it flashed in my head The King of New York. Oh, wow. Yes. I haven't watched that for a long time. It's been a long time, and I love this movie um, because it shows a bunch of people. I like Christopher Walken, I like Wesley Snipes, um yeah so this This is a 90s movie wasn't it most definitely yeah most definitely yeah so thanks again for listening we really appreciate it yes check us out on itunes the podcast app stitcher google play uh instagram instagram check us out at real nostalgic um also email us yeah Make we would movies. really, really love to hear from you. We would love to have some movie requests for something you'd maybe like us to watch that we maybe don't have on our list. That'd be really cool. There's so many movies. There are. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Have a great evening. Good night. Thank you again for downloading. We hope you liked it. Real Nostalgic is produced by Hollis Lazzarini with additional support from me, Terrence McHenry. Our logo was designed by Carissa Westfall please check out our website, realnostalgic.com. Like, share, subscribe, and write to us. We'd love to hear from you.